Here we go. It's the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, Rob All right. Uh, how about that for a new intro? Uh, I got an exciting episode for you. I got a guest on today, all the way live, coming from Northern California. Uh, it's uh, the guest is Ingayo Bilum, who's a comedian. He's also a television personality and also an activist, a cannabis activist for years and years. He's a California-born and bred uh, comedian and uh, herb smoker from the get-go. And uh, he's on a show on Netflix you can check out called Cooking with High, or Cooking on High, I believe it's called. I'm sorry if I pronounce that wrong. I'm sitting down over in my uh, meditation mat. I already, I just got off the phone with him. It's a, about a 33-minute call, but we talk about uh, the band Fishbone. We also talk about cannabis. We also talk about Corona. We also talk about Murder Mountain. Uh, Murder Mountain is the Netflix docu-series all about Humboldt County and these uh, missing people in Humboldt and the growers and it's a uh, I'm fascinated by it. If you get a chance, check it out. It really gives you an idea of you know the black market and what what that creates sometimes. Um, but at the same time, I do believe in small business, uh, so it, it it's fascinating. You know, I reserve judgment just check it out um that's amazing and i and it was awesome to catch up with Ngayo. i started out doing stand-up in san francisco and he was in a hip-hop band at the time but he also did stand-up and at the time uh it was called the most chill slack mob and uh they were just uh big california you know, opening up for big major acts at like the Fillmore and Warfield, but they were like rated the number one live band in um, in San Francisco the year I moved there. And then I would see them at the Punchline, which was the club I started at. And, uh, and then we became friends and smoked and also did, we've done a couple High Times events together. Um, and I just wanted to ring somebody up, you know, from the West Coast and uh, talk about Murder Mountain, which is this fascinating documentary so i just hit him up on uh twitter and he said yeah let's do it and with this new technology of zoom so what you'll be hearing is a zoom call that we did and i just wasn't sure how it was going to play out i know i did one interview on the podcast with the technology that i'm working with and it was uh it worked out great but this phone call was a lot of fun and it was great to catch up uh, I didn't want to take his time too much because everybody's just kind of dealing with the corones. But uh, yeah, he's huffing a, a spliff and talking about cannabis. And and he was actually in Spain. You, you'll hear all about it. I don't want to ruin it. But uh, I will say, check out uh, Murder Mountain. I have to say, I got drawn in. It's pretty dark, but it's also the characters in it is just fascinating. Um, I recommend that. And then I also recommend, uh, I watched, you know, with this whole coronavirus and everybody locked down, I am getting a chance to watch Netflix at night. Nighttime's like the only time I have by myself, um, with my family and everything all day, every day. But I'm back in the bedroom here in my meditation pad, uh, giving you uh, a little intro to this interview. But I will say I checked out another flick which was the, 
sample this by the, uh, and it's called the American, no, the Amazing Bongo Band. And it has this sample that was sampled in almost every hip hop record in the 80s and 90s. Not everyone, but most of them. It's like a basic breakbeat, and it's like the original cornerstones of Golden Era, or even pre-Golden Era, like, you know, we're talking like Grandmaster Kaz, we're talking the, uh, you know, kind of the Grandmaster Flash era. But then it moves on. It's just got this funky-ass beat. I didn't realize it's the same beat as uh, a couple Nas's song samples it. It's just sampled in Biggie songs. It's just... Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 bop, bop, bop. It has this crazy bong. It has this crazy bongo breakbeat that's just brilliant, and it's made by some of the, the the documentary is fascinating because it's like some of the best audio. It's some of the best session players of their time all got together, and it was put together by this odd guy from Washington D.C. Uh, that was doing movies, and then he did a soundtrack. But it was in the 70s and the movie kind of flopped, but this this amazing bongo band, this this album, became its own other entity, and then it became this, and then hip-hop rebirthed it for the next 30 years. So it, it really is like a fascinating documentary. So I've been doing that. Uh, I've been stretching. Uh, I've been eating some edibles to get through at night is my move. Lots of coffee during the day. I'm drinking, I just finished a big French press of Columbia, uh, Amazon bought Columbia medium roast beans. Yeah, we got an Amazon stash and I got some beans in there. So uh, yeah, it wasn't bad, it was pretty good. Um, but it's scary how much Amazon has pretty much on everything. They got even got coffee beans if you need it. They got everything. But I hope everybody's holding up, wash your hands. I know you've heard that way too much. Um, I haven't left my apartment in three days. My hair is literally, there's an owl living in it right now. And, uh, you know, he's nice. It's cool. He kind of massages massages my scalp. We're friends. Um, but no, my hair is ridiculous, man. I kind of like it. It's just all funked out. I don't know. I'm going to just go with it. Uh, but yeah, I've been working out, just doing push-ups and, and doing my five Tibetan rites, which are these crazy stretches. Check that out on YouTube. That's a good quarantine workout, is the uh, five rites, the Tibetan stretches. Um, open up your chakras. Uh, I've been meditating some, uh, I've been writing some, hanging with the family, doing puzzles, even got this dope coloring book. I'm writing postcards. I'm drinking coffee, um, I'm watching Netflix, um, quieting my mind, quieting my ego, going with the spirit, you know the nine. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly just thankful. Like It's almost like you're living moment to moment. And it was so good to connect with Ngaio Bilam. Um, he does stand-up. I know he, he opens for Brian Bussain a lot, and they're both from uh, Northern California. And uh, he tours around, and he was just in Spain with this all broke out. It's a fascinating call. He's a fascinating cat. I want to have him back on. Maybe I'll have him on again. Uh, I listened to the audio. I was worried if the audio quality was good. So let me know what you think of the audio, audio quality. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, 
It is uh, contact at robcantrell.com. Let me know what you think. No weirdos, no pervs, no freaking deeks. Straight up, keep it real. Don't fake the funk. Um, but here, enjoy Ngaio Bielum, uh, California comedian, cannabis activist, uh, TV personality, good friend, uh, peace, love. I wanted to connect with a friend of mine, Ngaio Bielum who is on the phone. Uh, hopefully this, the sound will come out cool and clear. Um, but I wanted to connect somebody uh, on the West Coast um, because I've been just uh, fascinated about this uh, Netflix movie and just thinking about California and during the whole Corona thing, it's just like, uh, I just want, I thought it would be cool to connect somebody a little bit far away. And Gaio, hello. Hello. Yeah. I'm a little bit far away. <laughs> you are a little bit far away, but you know, you're still in my heart, Ngaio. <laughs> you're right here. You're right here. Uh, I'm a big fan, and you're my friend, and I was gassing you up a little bit yesterday when I asked you to do this podcast, but I am a fan, Ngaio, of the whole deal. I'm a fan of your whole deal as well, bro. Beacon and a light. Same, uh, same. Scene for years and years and years. Oh, and Gaio. Really? Now you are the. Oh, you're an international. How many different countries have you smoked weed in? Uh, Amsterdam, Mexico, Canada. Um, I'm like four. You know, nothing crazy. I'm not huge on the international scene. I've done some outdoor gigs, but I did do Amsterdam in 2007. I did the Cannabis Cup. That was fun. I did that uh, probably 1990-something, I think. That was a great time. Oh, wow. Who was there when you did it in the 90s? What's that? Who was there when you did it? I did it with David Peel. I got to... Do you know who David Peel is? I think I've met him once or twice. I did it with Steve Bloom and those guys. Yeah, Steve Bloom and those guys, but it was like 311 playing. Like, there's always some big act. Like, I saw the uh, Dubs All-Stars, which was cool. Bone. You saw Fishbone was there for that one? Yep. I got to open for Fishbone at the Milk Vag. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Fishbone's... That pretty cool. If you don't know Fishbone, everybody, Fishbone is ska punk. Yeah. It, one of the... I, I would say... It, it's, uh, it's punk rock, ska, funky horns, but there's... They're hard to describe, which is a gift and a curse, because they play all kind of different shit, and they play it all very well, and their live shows are some of the best shows I've ever been to in my life, and I've seen a lot of people. Yeah, my sister loved Fishbone and saw them in college. Like, they were wild. Like, I'm old. I'm 47, so I know all about, like, when Fishbone was, the thing about Fishbone is that they're better than the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they never got to even near th that status. I'm still mad at the Red Hot Chili Peppers for being more famous than Fishbone and not better than Fishbone. Because they kind of, I mean, I don't know if they took it, but I they... I feel about Sublime, too. I'm like, Sublime's cool, but they're not better than Fishbone, so why are you even talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of my, my scale for bands. Are you better than Fishbone? No? Well... Yeah, but bands and art, man, I'm, I've been really getting into... Do you know about Lao Tzu? Louds too. No, I'll check them out. Yeah, my way. Uh, it's called the way, and it's like you would dig it. It's the most hippie 
peaceful, but it talks about competition, but you need to keep competition. Are you in... talking about the philosopher lawsuit? I thought you were talking about a band named after. No, no, I'm talking about the philosopher. I've just been thinking about oh. competition and being in comedy so long and keeping your mental. I talk about a lot of Zen philosophy on this podcast, the Cannabis Coffee I, Hour. I talk about a lot of Zen philosophy in my life in general. I know, you're uh, one of the deepest cats and most worldly cats <laughs> that I know, man. Uh I just want to give a little backstory and give you some recent props, too. Ngaio was on the Netflix show Cooking with High. He also, he's been a comedian uh, in Cal it, based in California for over 20 years. He was a legend when I started in San Francisco. He was in the hip-hop group The Most Slack Chill Mob, which was a dope-chill uh, slack mob. Uh, which I vividly still remember seeing you guys on the cover of SF Weekly, like the Village Voice of San Francisco. They made the top like live act. I remember like looking at it. Like, yeah, they won. The, like they won this huge award. Like they were like playing. They've played the Fillmore. Like super. Go back to their back catalog. Duck both ways is an ill song in Gaio that I was a I fan of. Platforms. Thank you. Yeah, that I put on mixtapes that I gave to people on the East Coast, and people would ask me about it. It was a, it was a dope, dope, dope. He had a, he had a live hip hop group, and Ngaio was one of the MCs. You're, you, you, you do a ton of things, Ngaio. I could talk about the whole sure. thing. I'll let you talk though. I feel like I'm talking a little too much. Don't forget, I'm, uh, I'm now one of the co-hosts on the Daily Bonfire app, which is a cannabis directory. And also we do trivia games and stuff and you can win money. You can actually win money. I saw that and I thought that was really interesting. I'm not a huge trivia cat, but I know how big HQ trivia is. That's like Plus, bigger than a TV show. And this is like a stoner version of this, right? Yeah. Yes. It's brilliant. I thought that was a dope idea. Did you? How long have you been doing that? Almost a year now, about a year now, I think been doing it and it's, it's getting bigger and bigger i could day. see that yeah 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 download the app it's a good app too is it yeah. trivia based is it weed based what is it what the app yeah what what are you doing on it like you know i'm hosting the trivia show gotcha which we do mondays wednesdays and fridays at four o'clock on the west or four twenty on the west coast so seven twenty in new york and uh, we also do a Name That Strain contest on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where if you can figure out what strain Dimitri is smoking, we'll send you $100. Oh, wow. Oh, dude. We have a dispensary guide, so if you use the app to check into a dispensary, you can win gift certificates and all kind of different things. Um, we were giving away tickets to Coachella and shit, but all that shit's been moved. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands, Buddy. wash no your hands on. yeah yeah pray to pray with whatever you got wash your hands live in the moment uh yeah we're all feeling it man really listen if this if there's any uh better space for we are here and it is now i haven't seen it we just have to remember that all the time no one knows what day it is no, no. one knows I think it's April. Yeah, I've been that locked since the 13th. Or since the, I did a show on the 11th, and that was a little bit sketch. My wife was like, and I asked for double the money in Gaio, and I got it. But and you uh, kind of had to do it because all my shit's been canceled. Yeah, but this was like March 11th was my last one. But yeah, I, 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 you know, and then I just stopped. 
But then everything I, got canceled. But it was like the it was right in that area. Like, should I be out? I don't know. But the show it, there was only like ten or t- twelve people there anyway. Yeah. Well, at least you got double the money. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a, a spot in the city at this funky space, and the dude hit me up. But I was like, dude, get, you gotta give me extra if I'm gonna go out in this shit. But then, like that <laughs> night, that was like the Friday, and then Saturday, I was like, there's no way I'm going out in this shit. Lock it down. Lock it down, man. Uh, how's your lockdown going? So far, so good, man. It's uh, It's been a challenge. I'm a toucher. I'm a <laughs> hugger. You just can't say I'm a toucher. That sounds weird. I'm yeah. a hugger, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I like to hang out. I got a lot of he had a, a very social creature. Yeah. And so that that is the challenge for me, I think, uh, just not really getting to sit next to your friends. And I can't remember the last time. I shared a joint with somebody, and I love that. That's one of the favorite things about weed for me is you get to pass a joint back and forth. And, you know, 100%. I'm generally of the opinion that a small amount of germs helps your immune system, but uh, a large amount of viruses do not. Yeah, not during the pandemic. That's when all rules no. go out. That's, no. <laughs> that's when all of it goes out. I was out. in Spain right before it all got crazy. I was in Spain uh, March 9th through the 13th. Oh, I think I saw that. Like, because uh, yeah, yeah. you were doing Spanibus, right? Span- I was going to do Spanibus, and they canceled it. And I was going to do the International Cannabis Business Conference, and they canceled that. And I was going to spend two weeks in Spain <clears throat> before heading to Berlin for the other International Cannabis Business Conference, but it all got moved. So we'll see what happens. We're tentatively scheduled to be back in July and September and late May, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the scientists are saying it might be a year before anything gets back to normal. But I don't think normal is the thing we should be pushing for. What uh, Clearly, this normal that we have is not working. No, no. I think it's data. Dude, I read everything on day to day. Like, who knows? You know, and I, the, le- the you know, the more I give up control and just, you know, this is some, it's awful. Because uh, I've been hearing more and more deaths and it's getting more serious. But I don't want to go down a hole. But, no. uh Keep your head up, wash your hands, don't share joints. Yeah, it's just, it's shit got to play out, you know? It's just, it's a part of the game. The that shit things. goes down, and we haven't had one of these since 1913, and it's just too bad we got old Trumper in there, you know, fucking it up even more. Who knows? I don't try to be political on this thing, but at the same time, it's uh, it's a funky deal, but... If you got today, you know, it's a blessing and just wash your hands, chill, watch some movies. Let's see if we can ride this motherfucker out. I've watched a lot of terrible movies. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on a bad movie kick. I don't even know what it is. I watched fucking Spencer for Hire yesterday. The new one, the remake. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I almost clicked on that. I almost clicked on that. I watched Hot Rod, which I thought was pretty good. Hot Rod, that's the uh, Andy Samberg? Yeah, it had good jokes. It had good it had jokes. jokes. It had good jokes. It, it had good sorry. jokes, and it, it, I know it was his first movie, and I know it was a script that had been around for years, but uh, I, I thought the storyline was funny, and a lot of the scenes, and yeah, it was just joke, 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 and I know it was like those guys' know. first movie to like shoot and everything. horrible National Lampoon movie. Which one? Oh, I can't remember. Mario Cantone's in it. It's about jokes and horrible jokes and dirty jokes and inappropriate jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was watching, I was like, man, they must have made this in the 80s because the jokes were all kind of from that sort of era. And then I looked and it was made in 2011. Oh, my (laughs) God. 
Jokes are jokes, man. Jokes are jokes. Uh, did you get a chance to check out Murder Mountain at all? Because that's what I've been obsessing about. Like, I I've went through Tiger it. Town. I went through Tiger King. I'm still on Tiger King. I'm about uh, five episodes in. We we all got a little upset after what happened to Travis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, no, it, it didn't make there me. No Tiger King no didn't make me feel good. I was like, oh man. There are no heroes. There's no, there no heroes. heroes. It doesn't make me feel villain. good about people. There's I was like, the right villain in that story, and uh, and a weird weird level of narcissism, and the sort of and you feel bad because they all have fucked up childhoods. That's clear. Yeah. These cats are kind of a proxy for that, right? For they make them feel better. Yeah. But the the narcissism involved in all these people is uh, uh, is very interesting. Yeah, the ego, man. That's uh, you know, even with the president, and you know, we're in show business that we're dancing with the ego so much, and it's Listen, like my ego is gigantic, but I try not to let it get in the way. Yeah, that's the whole gig. That's the thing that's tricky with show business is like ego gets you through the door, but if you don't put it yeah. away, it, 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 it's a self-destructor, like nobody's business. It should be a tool. Yeah. Right. Let it motivate you. Don't let it guide you, like anger. Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, so I watched some of this Murder Mountain, and um, I only watched like an episode or two. Uh, they had a lot of, you know, it's tough. It's, it's tough. dark. I know. It's dark. I watched it. I finished it last night, and I was like, I was kind of a bum that I made you watch it because you are... The reason I wanted to talk because Ingayo is born and raised in San Francisco. He went to Mission High School. He grew up in the 90s in the Bay Area. He did gigs with his band, right? All throughout those mountains, all those towns. You know, you know those roads. All the way up through there, man. I've been, uh, I was the host at the Mateel uh, Community Center right there in Redway, which is right next to Garberville. Uh, yeah, we did that gig together, too. I, I trimmed up there. Yeah. Uh, I've done all kinds of things up there. It's some of the most beautiful part of the country. Do, like, Alder Point is a whole different world than the rest of a lot of Humboldt County and Mendocino County and Trinity out there. It's just, you know, outlaws are different people, man. And uh, and it, it's true. The money changed a lot of things because we did used to be relatively cheap. And then there was a time when the, when the medical clubs were booming where cannabis just got ridiculously expensive and everybody was trying to make as much money as possible and you know when that happens money changes everything man people's attitudes move away people flake out and you can't call the cops you can't go you can't sue somebody in civil court you can't take a dude to small claims court you owe me three thousand dollars right you just gotta go get it from it i know school and you know and cats uh you know they want to do shit on credit. You can't do illegal things on credit. It's, you got to give me the money up front. Talk. I got to know you for a few years before you can get a line of credit. Yeah, you just can't do that with I've herb. Done illegal things in the cannabis industry or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a whole gray area. But SF has always been pro weed and pro cannabis even before it was legal. And it Pretty was much. what I found fascinating about the thing was just like. Um, yeah, it was just the redwoods. Really, that's the only reason to grow it up there. It is, it is a beautiful part of the area, and it is rural. I mean, this is backcountry country boys. That's what it reminds oh, me of. It's one of those things where, you know, uh, you're uh, maybe you live 20 miles from Garberville, but it's going to take you an hour to get there. Right? Yeah, those roads are just windy and Unbeaten death cut. Roads and windy yeah. shit and dead ends and... You got to be careful, you know, make sure you know where you're going. You don't want to drive up on somebody else's property accidentally. 
You don't want your tire to bust out in front of the wrong house. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it could all go wrong. It's wild. Yeah, I lost. Lived up there, I would, all I would do is sell shock absorbers and struts. <laughs> That's actually a good thing. Yeah, just hook up uh, <laughs> just some winter tires, shock absorbers, shock a couple pre-rolls. Uh, pre Specialized in suspension. Yeah, but it does, I do love legalization, and I do think this country will be so much better when it legalizes, and I do think, uh, I don't think it's the end-all to be-all, I'll never say that about anything, you know, um, no. but, but in terms of a crime and all that, like, you just want to, I'm not into guns, less guns, you know, and that black market, it, as much as it's, there is, uh... You know, a small town, small business thing I do respect about it. It's just when it gets greasy and gunny, that's when you got to, you got to, you know, that's not what, what Herb's about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is not. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be what a herb is all about. But that's, and then, you know, we learned this from the legalization thing, too, right? These guys show up, these big companies, oh, we're going to. The hundred million dollar valuation, or we're that was valuation, and but they don't know anything about weed. They're trying to centralize what has been one of the greatest decentralized industries of all time. Yes, right. There's the thing that you know people were making money, but nobody wanted to get too big. You get too big, that's when the feds show up. Now everybody, these guys think that they're supposed to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's not really how it's going to work. And then you see them losing millions of dollars and laying off their staff and putting out shitty weed, which is really the worst part. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the balance that I do see that uh, I do think with legalization and all the permits, like it costs so much to go big. You have to go big is what they're saying. But I also know from a connoisseur that a small shop is going to be better. Almost the person, the more love you can give into the plants, the better the plants are going to be. So if you have 80,000 plants for complete money purposes compared to you know, a family that's been growing and learning, you know, it's like fine wine to mad dog. Like hippy dippy. Yeah. But you can taste, you can taste the commercial pressure in some of these new weeds, man. You know, you don't taste the love or the care. I mean, there's definitely some cats who are doing it right. Right. Uh, buddy, buddy out in San Francisco. Those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, bon Vivant farms in, in Mendocino, um, uh, green shock farms in Mendocino, they're, they're all doing it right. Are they doing outdoor? Because that's what I look for. You know, I'm always, I'm not a hydro super take your head off. Like, I want the au natural, you know. I like it grown outside. Is that bon what the... Vivant and uh, and uh, Green Shock Farms, definitely outdoor and greenhouse. They're two of my favorite growers in the country. Mark, Mark at Green Shock is probably one of my favorite growers in the world. And I smoked in six or seven different countries last year, so I could talk a little shit. About uh, you can talk. <laughs> you can talk all the all the shit you want in Gaia. Uh, when it co comes to Herb out and Bay Area and comedy, you got it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been uh, at it for a long. You have been to it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, you know, with the legalization, a lot of these disappearances and shit should should go down. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. murder, yeah, because it is that weird area between 2005 to 2000. Um, you know, like 13, and that's when this kid got axed. It just was like yeah. kind of a green rush, but nobody knew the laws and it was still illegal, but it was legal in the sense of this is California, man. You know, this is, <laughs> this is Northern California. <laughs> this is where the Grateful Dead's from, man. This is where consciousness expanded, dude. 
this is uh uh but you know it, it just that guns and the big money man and you you worked at a dispensary you've worked at dispensaries before i worked at dispensaries i worked at the lapcg i worked at el camino i've had relationships with dispensaries i know a lot of the cats that we started as activists and then they opened dispensaries yeah um, you so were I, a heavy I, activist very early on you know i kind of yeah, leaned into it detriment of my comedy career career probably yeah I remember in the 90s, because you came up in the 90s in stand-up, which is the hardest era to ever come up. I always give so much props to the guys that started. I started in 99, but I, I saw 92. You know, I saw what you guys all went through. And, uh, you know, it was, just all the listeners out there, there, it was really 80s comedy. It was really conformy. It was really, so if you were you know, kind of a weed-smoking goofball comic, it was almost frowned upon, you know, it was hard to get gigs and especially with network money, like in terms of like everything's going mainstream in the last 10 years. And and that's what's so great about you doing a Netflix show. Congratulations. And Gaio, doesn't that, does that wig you out? Like, man, I did a Netflix show. Like, and you were on a lot of episodes. It wasn't Netflix specific. Like we shot it as a web series in 2016 and then it just kind of disappeared. And then all of a sudden, the production company called me, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna be on Netflix." And that was like a year and a half, two years later. Oh wow! Like, all right, all right, cool. So I didn't even, um, I didn't even really trip. Like you've been on TV, we've all done things, right? So you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna be on TV again. That's cool." Yeah. And sometimes you forget the power of this sort of thing. And Netflix is not just like national TV; it's international. So now I got fans in Sao Paulo and Colombia. And I had to practice my Spanish because people from Barcelona were getting at me like, hey, man, come judge this food competition and do things like that. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. Oh, my but God. I do it mostly in English. <laughs> my Spanish is OK, pero yo hablo. You grew up in the Bay. You must have picked up some Spanish. If you live in California, you can't speak at least a little Spanish. You will never eat right. Yeah. So. My Spanish, my Spanish is pretty good, but the Barcelona Spanish is different than the than the California Spanish, right? So you know. Yeah, my brother lived in Spain, and my sister lived in Spain right out of college. Like, uh, dude, Spain is the best. But that's what's so they're getting hit by the Corona bad. But even my brother, who's like kind of a you know super jock, and you know he's he's kind of straight laced, but he came back and he's like, Rob, he's like, dude, we're doing it wrong. He's like, they're doing it right. Like, these are families that they work just enough, but then they go play soccer. They do siestas. Right. Everybody at night hangs out and drinks wine. Everybody knows yeah. each other. It's like, they're not living for the almighty dollar. Like, they're living for living. Yes, which is the way. Which is the way. In America, you know, minimum wage should be $20. But what are you going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I try not to. I got to worry about, not worry about myself, you know, I got to, I just don't want to get lost in anger or confusion of politics. But, you know, I voted for Bernie last time. I would vote for Bernie this time. He seems like the only guy that's not talking shit. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's to each their own. You got to figure it out for yourself when it comes to that. Amen. You know, um, don't give, that's, a, that's the whole thing. Yeah, man, that's a brilliant that you were you were about to do this. Now, how fast you had you must have had to get out of Spain. So you were over there during this. I was there. I got there on a. I left California on Monday. I got there Tuesday. 
uh, worked Wednesday and Thursday and then flew back Friday. Wow. Was Steve Bloom with you? For two weeks, huh? Was Steve Bloom with you? No, Steve didn't come out. We, gotcha. we had sent the skeleton crew out. We just had the four-man team because it was going to be a small conference because people were canceling their tickets left and right. But we still wanted to do it, right? We had told people we were going to do it. We set everything up. Yeah, it's a big deal. No, the, uh, where he was. Yeah, go- they the say, bathroom. people tell me that it's better than the Cannabis Cup is Spanibus because it's Spain is so cool and the people are so cool. And the vibe Spain is... Spain is so cool, the people are cool. The weed clubs, the way they have the weed clubs set up in Barcelona is fantastic. Uh, they're like little social clubs, so it's like the local or the bar, but you have to be a member. It's like buying a drink in Salt Lake City in 1993 or whatever. You have to go to the bar. You no, it's join, ta- yeah. join. You got to be a member of the club. It's the Italian social club. They still got them here in New York, dude. It's like yeah, yeah it's like the, the the local union. It's the town it's like hall. Being out for a moose. Yeah, it's definitely the lodge vibe. Lodge, right. And they all have different styles too, man. I, I, I have a great time. I can't wait to go back. I hope they recover swiftly and uh, and well. Yeah, I love that Amsterdam vibe of the coffee shop, how that's set up. But this sounds awesome too. And how each shop has a different vibe. That's what I thought was dope yeah. about that. Yeah, Tell exactly. me about the, uh, have you been to this Lowell Farms in LA? What's that? What's that? I haven't been to the Lowell Farms in LA. I think they ran out of money, so they're not even Lowell Farms in LA anymore. They're just the West Hollywood coffee shop weed restaurant thing. Oh wow! Uh, they went yeah, yeah. they because I had one of their pre rolls and I thought it was really good. Like before, I never went yeah. in there. They got caught doing some shady shit. Like they had a, a gray market business on the side and some unlabeled shit, and they're they're they weren't. Uh, and the profile went up and yeah they got yeah when the profile the early days when you're doing this stuff in the early days of regulation you got to toe the line yeah it's a pain in the ass yeah that's what Uh, i saw in murder laws to follow laws is a hard thing to do yeah these these guys got into growing weed because you know not because it was against the law but it didn't bother them yeah it didn't bother them yeah yeah so you're kind of apply for permits and regulations and you got to put a porta potty out there and you got to make sure everything's accessible and you got to have lights and a fence and all this shit you know it's just a whole different world it's going mainstream that's the thing man it's like and when you go mainstream you got to get lawyered up you got to you, you have know lights and a fence on your hops field yeah. your tomatoes you probably will put one up anyway but you don't have to you know what i mean like they they are over regulating uh, right now and hopefully that'll smooth out yeah, hopefully that will smooth out. Yeah, they're kind of, I, yeah, they're going big just because it's the first time, and then yeah, people got to figure it out. People got to make mistakes, and uh, and figure this thing out. It's been long coming, but so yeah, hopefully to- if we get out of this corona, I can get out to California uh, and see you in Gaio, man. I, I, it's been a minute since I, I went this summer. I was out there. But, I was uh, supposed to be out there in May for uh, Steve Bloom's doing a. He had something going on on May 2nd, and then my daughter is graduating from college. She goes to Sarah Lawrence. She's graduating. She was graduating at the end of May, but I think they may have canceled the ceremony. Oh, man. Congratulations, and that's sad that they canceled, they canceled the ceremony. Right? I feel bad for all the college and high school seniors, too, right? Those guys had everything. I mean, we're going to have the prom. It's our last year together, you guys. I know. Right. And who saw this coming? Type shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, yeah. Everybody had to go home, so... Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. 
it's going to be interesting how this all plays out, you know. We can only wish for the best and kind of play it day to day. Wash your hands. That's my advice. Yeah, wash your hands, man. It's getting, it's getting, uh, wash your hands, take your vitamin C, all of it, man. I haven't left the house in the last three days, so I appreciate you taking this call, guy. I appreciate you doing this interview. Uh, I'll let you go after. What? Go ahead. Much better than again. But yeah, man, thanks for having me over. Let's talk again maybe next week or something. I don't have shit else to do, so. Yeah, man, I'd be down. I'd be down to uh, connect next week anytime, man. I'm just sitting here. What's your favorite strain right now? What's, uh, what, what is... Somebody just sent me some L.A. Kush cake, which I think I posted a picture of it on my Instagram, N-G-A-I-O-420, and it's a cross of, um, what is it a cross of? It's a cross of ice cream cake and Gorilla Glue. And this cut was the personal use winner for the Emerald Cup uh, 2019. Uh, so it was grown by those guys. Uh, wow. Because I'm painting my pants. And it's, yeah. I can see why I won. It's rapidly becoming one of my favorite weeds. I'm trying not to smoke all of it at once. I got a whole weed drawer, though. Like, I'm full of things, man. I've been on some uh, Dream Machine, and I picked up some uh, Blueberry Diesel when I was in Oregon. Uh, self-quarantining right after i got back from spain i drove up the oregon coast and uh blueberry diesel let's see you know i love a regional cut yeah you know what i mean right there's some cuts that are like eh, endemic or almost native to certain spaces right like humboldt county train wreck uh jaeger or blueberry diesel from oregon it's uh but you know diesel for me i always say diesel if you smoke some diesel you can write a 90s rap tune like, it's what all 90s rappers in the East Coast was hitting on was Sour Diesel. I mean, Sour Diesel ruled New York. The New York Sour Diesel is pretty good, too, man. It's a really nice... I'm sure it was all from California. <laughs> you know what? I think Diesel moved out here from the East Coast. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because uh, it's from Massachusetts. It's upstate. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember meeting that guy that was like the, one of the beginner breeders of it. Cause yeah, cause I used to hang at high times a lot. Like I, I almost it's all shrouded in secrecy. It's all shrouded in secrecy, but now I think that guy's like legend. But uh, yeah, that, I think yeah, I think it came from Massachusetts, and it's just it's super pungent, and it's a it's a sativa that acts like an indica, which is crazy. But I'm sure the Oregon flavor, who knows? That's that sounds like some next level. It's a nice hybrid, man. It's got blueberry on the inhale and diesel on the exhale, and it just makes my day so smooth. Are you still with just spliffs? Are you still? I mean, you've always been everything and anything, but what's your kind of go-to whatever? Joints. I'm mostly joints and bowls these days. Yeah. yeah. I like a bowl. I like a nice clean glass bowl. You really get the full flavor. Yeah, hundred percent. By paper. Or nicotine or anything other than that right just get the weed man or a nice bong although i don't smoke bongs like i used to i need to clean all my bongs but i'm saving my alcohol for hand sanitizer yeah so. dude do that no i if you're if you have if you definitely have the best of the best a nice clean glass bowl hits the best you know that's just how it is and especially that it's when it's super strong it's like you a whole spliff of it is almost a waste sometimes I can't even smoke a whole spliff anymore, man. I don't know what happened. Not not of the super Cali, man. But not all at once. You know, it's going to take me a few hours. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I don't just take a whole blunt to the face anymore these days. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I've dialed back 100%. And I'm also in a, like, a theory phase of my life that, you know, it's, it's weird. That's what cannabis teaches you, like, 
the thing is, is like the, it's like who's gonna get hiring guy? The guy that doesn't smoke, you know, once a month, or the guy that's smoking all the time? Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. It's like the less you do. Sometimes break is important. I tell these guys all the time, especially these guys who have moved on to dabs. I'm like, look, some dabs are cool, hash is cool, but once you start smoking a lot of hash, you end up smoking a lot of hash, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. That's just not cheap. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but everybody has their own thing to figure out. But I appreciate you and Gaio. Uh, I appreciate you, Rob. Thanks for having me over. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for getting on the call, man. It's been too long, and let's connect again next week, or let's just stay in touch, my man. You got it. All right, and Gaio, stay safe. Take care. Take it easy, man. Peace. Thank you.